interview listeners, your host Jill here with a quick reminder. This podcast is intended for personal development and informational purposes. Content shared should not replace traditional, medical, psychological, or veterinary care. The topics discussed on this show span intuitive and spiritual awareness for people and animals. I'm not a healthcare professional, nor do I give medical, psychological, or veterinary advice. This applies to all guests and co-hosts. Please seek the appropriate help if you need to. Thank you. Now, on to the show. Hello, inner you. Can you hear spirit calling? I'm Jill and this is my artistically intuitive podcast where all things spiritual creatively mix and mingle. As an artistic mystic, we'll talk about everything from Reiki to writing, art to angels, and the psychic nudges only our soul knows. Thanks so much for joining me for another inspired conversation. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Jill, your host. I'm a Reiki master, shamanic practitioner, artist, and writer, and I'm here to join you on your spiritual journey. So thanks for letting me be a part of that. Today, I've got a fantastic guest. She's back again for another interview. I'm pretty lucky to have her back. She's very busy. Her name's Charmian Redwood. She is here to talk about the planetary shift that we've been going through since December 21st, 2012. And what we can do now to continue to up-level our own energy. Charmian is an international speaker, author, and spiritual teacher. She offers a wide variety of services, including hypnotherapy, guided meditations, and channeled readings. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Charmian, and thank you so much for coming back for another interview. Well, thank you, Jill, and thank you very much for inviting me. I always love coming on your show. So this is a treat. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I feel the same way. Let's kind of dive right in and and get to where we are all at right now these days in our energy. There seems to be a lot going on. What is it that feels so stuck lately? Pretty much from the dimensional shift in 12 until the winter solstice of 23, we were doing cleanup. We, we were shifting from the third dimension where what you see is all that exists to the fifth dimension, which is a much higher consciousness. It's pure love. It's unconditional love. It's connecting to your higher self. Well, for all of the cycles that we've been living in density, our emotional bodies and our physical bodies have accumulated a whole lot of extremely heavy programs, beliefs, traumas, wounding. So we've been living out these programs of I'm not good enough and I don't deserve to be happy and I'm never going to be financially stable. We've been living struggle, challenge, poverty, martyrdom and sacrifice. And that's kind of imprinted into our DNA, into our physical and emotional bodies. Well, 
we've shifted into a whole new cycle where we're not doing the martyrdom and the sacrifice anymore. That is no longer necessary because that was the old paradigm. The new paradigm is instant manifestation from connecting to your own higher consciousness. You may have been noticing that this has been happening a lot recently. As soon as you think something, it just appears and it's just instant manifestation. So what's happening is this huge clearing of like the junk room, our outdated storage unit that we've been carrying all this old stuff around. That has to go now because it's time to live in the moment, to be so connected to our own divine essence that you always know what to do, you know where to be, there's no stress involved. It's just like being in a flow where you know that everything that you need is going to come to you. It's been pretty challenging because we are being triggered. Your wounding, your shadow, your old beliefs are being triggered People will come in and they'll trigger you, they'll make you angry, they'll make you sad, but they're just showing you where your wounding is and where your work is. So this is a big theme of what's happening right now. Which I think is the next question, right? How do we figure out what our woundings are? How do we clear those out? Well, just when you when you suddenly get a strong emotion, that you feel upset, you feel angry, you feel hurt. Just look at that. Just step aside and look at it and say, what part of me is trying to get my attention? Not why is that person being so horrible to me, but what is it in me that is reacting so strongly to what this person is doing? Because you know, we have things thrown at us all the time, but they don't all trigger us. When you are triggered, it's really important to say, well, which part of my inner character of players, my inner child, my inner teenager, my adult man, adult woman, whatever, the father, the mother, whatever it is, and what does that part of me need from me? So, for instance, if you're feeling anxiety, you might just talk to your inner child because we all have an inner child. And what I find through doing my hypnosis work that everybody has wounding from their childhood. I've only come across one person in 35 years that is not carrying wounding from childhood. And those wounds, they go deep because when we're a little child, when this is when a lot of the trauma happens, age of from birth to age four, when something happens to you that is scary or painful or where you're feeling you have no control, that really shatters the substance and the platform that you think you stand steady on. Childhood is all geared to survival. What do I need to do to survive? So when something happens, especially with a primary caregiver, a mother, a father, that is scary or hurtful, 
then your whole world falls apart because your place of stability and nurturing and literally survival is suddenly threatened when we encounter some kind of abuse, which we all did, either physical or emotional, just put down shaming, guilt, or withdrawal. If you're going to do that, I'm not going to love you. The place of safety and support is withdrawn. Then we come up with these survival programs. Okay, well, I need this person, this primary caregiver. I need them to literally feed me and give me a roof over my head, a bed to sleep in. So we create these strategies of passivity, of placating, not speaking up for what we need, just doing what we're told, being the good little girl, being the good little boy, not standing up for ourselves. Now, these strategies work when you are three. They do not work when you are 33. Mm -hmm. So we keep running all these programs, which are basically self-negating and allowing people to treat us with disrespect when we were three. That's what we needed to survive. But when we're adult, we need to be seen as a separate, independent, sovereign being who is worthy of respect. What happens is that when we're running a program like, I don't deserve to be treated with respect, that's a pretty basic one, we will keep on attracting all of these people into our lives as friends, as partners, as colleagues, who will keep repeating that behavior treating us deep disrespectfully because we believe that that's how we deserve to be treated. So what these people are actually doing is holding a mirror to our own wounding. And they're actually doing us a big favor because they're showing us where the wounding is. So instead of freaking out, why are you being so mean to me? You have to go in and you have to say, which part of me has invited this behavior? Which part of me believes that I deserve to be treated disrespectfully? Then you go in and you remove that program. And the way I do it in hypnosis, we'll go into our wounded place and we'll retrieve that wounded child or the teenager, or it can be past life as well. We will retrieve the wounded part, bring her or him back into the wholeness and then put in a new program that you deserve to be treated as the sovereign, magnificent, powerful being of light, which you truly are. And it, it's amazing how quickly this shifts the energy that you are creating and you are generating in your life. So it shows up very quickly as different people coming in, different work situations, living situations, a whole new scenario. So that's why I like to use hypnosis because it goes right into the unconscious, finds the programs and changes them very quickly. Do we have to go into the origination of that place of why we're feeling negative, why it feels like it's a repeated thing. Is it as easy as just simply ignoring our negative thoughts and replacing it with a positive action? Oh, we definitely have to go in and find the cause and work with it. 
Otherwise, if you're ignoring it, you're just putting it off for another day. I myself, this is quite unusual for me. I'm in the process of buying a house and it's been very stressful. Every step of the way, there's been obstacles one after the other. And I didn't realize how stressed I was until I went to this healing circle. And I, I just broke down and cried for a whole hour. And I didn't know that was even inside me. It was only because this space with this circle of people was so loving and so open. And so that made me realize, like, because I'd been feeling stressed and I'd been pushing it aside. And it made me realize that I got this deep wound that needs to be addressed. When we talk about past lives, you have a big connection and understanding of Lemuria and other lifetimes and in other places. How important is that? Well, I, I find it very important because the the lifetimes where we were extremely challenged, I mean, we, we've all had lives where we've died in very unpleasant circumstances of famine, poverty, war, disease, we've lost our homes, we've lost our families. So all of those carry a very deep wounding within us. I'm not safe. I can't rely on anyone else. I've got to take care of myself as people leave. And then we have these lives such as we had in Lemuria, which were the highest expression of our soul in a physical form that it's possible to have in a physical form. So going to both of them is extremely valuable. Going to the ones where we're wounded gives us the opportunity to heal those wounds and stop running the programs in this life that actually were created from other lives. A lot of people I work with have financial issues that they don't receive the abundance that wants to come to them. And quite often it's because of past lives where we've been the monk or we've been the nun and we've tra been trained that to have physical material wealth is not spiritual and that we have to pick one or the other. So we choose to keep ourselves in poverty so that we can attain the highest spiritual development. And that is actually not true. Then the positive lives just show us what is possible. So we don't have to put up with anything less than heaven on earth, that we have to keep raising the bar, lifting our sights higher and higher. And when you remember a lifetime where you actually had that, where you lived that, which I, I did, I did a session last week and I went to a life at the very end of Lemuria as a na uh, native woman in the Polynesian islands, wearing the grass skirt. Everybody was so happy. All the village was just helping each other. Everybody was helping. If there was any threat, which mostly came from storms, Everybody would work together to help each other. They were all singing, they were dancing, they were doing ceremony to honor the mother. And it was an idyllic life. And I was shown that one to make me understand and believe that I can have that right now in this life if I'm willing to choose it. It's a conscious choice. It's a free will choice to be able to um, go down this road of, connecting and releasing what no longer serves you. And that's the other uh, thing too, that 
I've been asked and, and I've wondered about also, if there's something going on in your life that feels like it's never happened before, for instance, suddenly you have this extreme fear of crossing a bridge, crossing bridges just terrifies you. Is that something that you can help people with also in going into past lives to figure out what that is mirroring? And is that something that happens at the same age in a certain lifetime? It can be, yes. It can be that the, the time in your life cycle where it happened before comes around again. That certainly can be a trigger. And of course, we can go into it with hypnosis. For instance, I used to have a fear of crossing bridges. When I was a child, and we I lived in Manchester, and there's a big canal with black water, the Manchester Ship Canal. And every time we would drive over the bridge, I would close my eyes and, and just go into this fear. And then many, many, many years later, when I was doing hypnosis to find the cause of that, I had a fear of black water. And it was actually drowning in a coal mine as a little child, age six. And there was a flood and the black water ran through the mine and drowned us all. So that was actually a memory. All of this sits in the psyche and it creates all these fears which are irrational. This is not logical stuff. This is all the unconscious mind that wants to be cleansed. It doesn't want to carry all of these memories of trauma. It's always sending us signals, sometimes in dreams. If you're having a lot of dreams of drowning or falling off cliffs or being caught in an avalanche or something like that, it usually is trying to tell you that something in your psyche, some deep trauma wants to be cleansed, wants to surface so that it can be released. You offer guided meditations to meet either ascended masters, spirit guides. Could you share with people what those are and how significant they can be in your life? Because you offer them all throughout the year. Yeah, it works out pretty much once a month. I do a live Zoom event and it's always on a solstice and equinox. We just did one for the year of the dragon activation. And I receive the meditations from my guides. And then what it does, it takes you through an activation of a higher level of consciousness. It's whatever level of consciousness you are able to receive at this time. So you're taken up to the next level and you're literally transmuting any lower energy frequency that is sitting in your body, the old programs, as we've been speaking about, all of that junk in your DNA, that gets cleared and released so that you can step into this higher frequency, which is much more in alignment with your true self, which for me is the soul self or the I am presence. That is your true self. The ego personality self is always trying to get closer to your I am presence. So when we come together, especially in the groups, there's a, an exponentially greater energy than if you're listening afterwards. If you can listen live and be part of the group, the energy is just so powerful and we, we all go together. 
What I find is the people that come to my groups, they are old soul families from Lemuria, from the time of Jesus. We've all come together in pods. We're not meant to be doing this alone. And we don't need to do this alone. What do you hear when this is happening to you? And then do they stick with you like all the time? Well, I have a whole lot of different guides. Some of them, like the, the Masters, Mother Mary and Master Jesus, St. Germain, I, I channel all of those angels, archangels, many beings. But quite often it's just my own higher self because our own soul or I am presence is always connected to the whole. It always knows what's going on. It knows the plan. So sometimes I receive these journeys just from my higher self. But we all have a whole team of guides that have worked with us from the very beginning. And the other thing that I do, what I'm doing right now, is that I do series of six classes where I take the group of people, and it's very small groups, I take them to meet their personal guides. So this session I'm just finishing next week, we did one week was meeting our archangel, our power animals, the councils of light, our master guides and teachers. Each week we connect with a different level of guides and beings. So that's what I do in those classes, that everyone gets chance to connect to that guide and to do their own channeling. Because I was told many a long time ago, don't just channel for people, teach them to do it. So that's really my whole thing, is empowering everybody to be the highest and the best that you can be. Uh, I created this hypnosis where I take you to experience all of your soul, all of your consciousness as a soul, you are actually experiencing, not just as a concept like, oh, I, I'm a soul, but actually you feel the power of this huge being that is you. And it totally changes your life outlook when you realize how big and powerful and creative and strong you are. I know years of working with your spirit guides and leaning into the information that you glean from these higher realms have given you confidence. Did it take you several years to get to this place, Charmian? Because you're so like chill about it. Did the NDE bring that in? How could you describe that? The, the NDE started it, the near-death experience was the trigger. And then it took me about 10 years of going to different groups and uh, sitting in meditation circles, going to other people's channeling, healing, development circles, uh, to, to really have the confidence to, to know that I can do this too. So yeah, it, it was a process. It took me 10 years to really. Then teaching people how to do it for themselves. I think that's the other key. Booking a session, but then learning the tools to be able to go inward and connect more deeply, continue the clearing on your own, continue that relationship that you have with your own spirit team, right? So mm -hmm. you're putting people in contact with their people in spirit. That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah, people usually start doing a hypnotherapy session with me, which gives you your own personal information, your story, who you are as a soul, why you're here, what your purpose is. And then they'll take my classes where I'm guiding you to get messages. So I start us off, but then everybody speaks. I'll say, where are you? What are you seeing? So for instance, yesterday we were doing a class and we were connecting with the councils of light. So I took us up to this incredibly high frequency on the 44th dimension. And there was the, this council of beings and each one of us merged with one of the beings and then spoke as that being. And it was just mind blowing. We were all so deep, it was really hard to speak, but it was so powerful. So then you bring that back with you when you have that experience, like an infusion of the deep peace. And that's why I'm always so peaceful and calm, because I spend so much of my time doing sessions, doing the channeling and going to this place where you just know everything's OK. There are just blips along the way but you just deal with them. You don't let them overtake you. You don't let them be a big boulder. So people take the classes and then other people do the live Zooms where I'm doing the channeling. So then I'm taking you on a guided activation into whatever the energy is. Because of the work that you do on yourself and for other people, how does this shift your day-to-day, -day, your lifestyle? What do you do besides all of this fantastic work that you offer for healing in real time, how does it affect your life? Well, you just realize that the little stuff doesn't matter. The, the stuff that people stress over is really not important. And we're here to have fun. So I spend a lot of time having fun. I walk, I go on the beach, I go watch the eagles down at the, at the creek and I dance and I sing several times a week I go dancing and singing and so I just spend as much time as I can having fun. Whenever we go up to the higher dimensions we take on another aspect of our own being and then we bring it back to the earth and say what do we do with this? It's just dance, dance in the light, be the light, shine the light. It's not a heavy program that oh my god now I've taken on this I've got to share it with people, I got to change the world, I got to heal everybody. You know, you just live from this place of laughter and joy and fun and deep peace. And then people feel that from your presence, and they, it'll help them to find that place within themselves. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I think that's very important. When I do my sessions and my classes, and this came up yesterday, the class I was doing when we brought the, the high frequency energy to the earth and I said, what effect is happening? People saw very clearly the two earths separating and the old earth with all of the power over and the greed and the fighting and I need to keep all my stuff because there isn't enough. All of that world was just dropping away, just not being energized anymore. And then this whole new earth was being born. So the two earths are separating more and more. This new earth is one. And this is why Pluto just went into Aquarius. 
that this shift of the ages was planned to be in Aquarius. <laughs> the meaning of Aquarius is self-realization, that in Aquarius there are no hierarchies. There are equal circles. It's like a, a symbol would be a zodiac where each of the signs has their own unique gifts and qualities and none is more important than the other and together they make the zodiac. Well, that is what Aquarius is, is everybody finding their gifts and then offering them in service to the whole and each one is valued. This is why a lot of the old religions that are very rigid, they're being broken down because we're not meant to be submitting ourselves to an intermediary to tell us what to do, to tell us what to think and what to believe. It's time to go within, find our own connection to our own divinity, not something outside of us but just the, the divine essence that each one of us already is. We just got to find the connection to that and then live from that place. So that is the revolution that is happening, especially just uh, this month. And then out of the ashes rises the phoenix. So that's what's happening for a lot of us right now. Rid the rigid parts of our structure that are our old conditioned beliefs, like you've got to do this, 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 and this, just because you were told 50, 60, 70 years ago that that's what you had to do. That's the way you had to be. So that be then becomes an in ingrained structure that is brittle. It's not fluid. It's not moving. It's stuck in a certain point of time when it was created all of that is going to be challenged and it's all going to fall down to be very fluid just responding in the moment to what is appropriate for the situation not having all of these old programs getting triggered it was deliberately set up that way that the the great transformation the great awakening of the earth would happen in the age of Aquarius. I am so ready mm -hmm. to drop all of the armor. That's We're just right. ready to shift, right? Yeah. Could you share if you mm -hmm. have anything coming up, any of your offerings? Yes, uh, uh, I'll just be, I'll be starting a new series of classes in a couple of weeks. And that, I always do them in a series of six so that you can get some continuity, but it's not a, a, a year long commitment. And so the next one, I'm going to be taking us back to six of our lifetimes where we were powerful, where we were connected, where we knew who we were and we were doing it. Lemuria, Atlantis, Egypt, Greece, Machu Picchu and Tibet. So you will be actually reclaiming the part of you that is carrying those memories and bringing them forward into the present time to be available for you now. Because we've actually forgotten a lot of things that we used to know, and we've lost the consciousness that we had, certainly in Lemuria and in Atlantis. We were what we would now call superconscious beings, like the Tibetan and the Indian yogis are now. They can teleport themselves from one place to the other. 
they can manifest things in their hand just by focusing. We used to be able to do all of that kind of stuff, instantly heal. And we've lost that part of our consciousness. But that's what is slowly coming back. That will be the next series of classes. So that's all. That will be on my website. And just fill in the contact form. Then you will get my newsletter. The message here is to just remember to connect, to not bash yourself that you feel a certain way, but it's a signal to you to just let it go now, to just replace it with love and light. And with compassion, have compassion for yourself. You know, I was feeling quite a lot of stress and anxiety about this whole house buying process. And then I had to do that for myself, go in and talk to my wounded child who was very worried. It's kind of up to us, right? We have that free will choice if we're going to hold on to it or finally let it go. Yes, and often our families are the ones who push our buttons the most. They're the biggest teachers. When I was talking about they're the ones that hold up the mirrors to our wounding, our families know exactly where to push the button. <laughs> we have to say thank you very much, but we still don't need to take it on. We don't need to think we've got to fix everybody and take on everybody else's issues that we just know for them that they have within them the power and the ability to fix their own messes. So it's a fun dance that we're doing, so enjoy it. Just see it as a story, as a dance that you're doing. If you've enjoyed the show, please tell a friend. And if you can, rate, review, and follow the podcast. This helps others find Hello Inner You and helps me to continue offering quality content to enhance your spiritual journey. Also, if you want to learn more about me, go to hellownerU.com intuitive services for how to take a course, have a session, or check out the latest podcast updates. You can also reach me through ajilloriginal.com if you're interested in commissioning a hand-drawn pet portrait. Until next time, everybody, remember to drop your head to your heart and lead with love.